culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. It is another wonderful week, and you get to spend it with me, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon or the evening. You're getting to spend it with me, and what could be better than spending it with one Zach? Spending it with two Zachs. I have another Zach here, and I'm really excited because I've never had another Zach on the show before. Um, I mean, the only time I talk about Zach is when I talk about myself in the third person and let's like so narcissistic and I should stop doing that. But please welcome the host of the Zetus Le podcast, Zach Heltzel. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Do you talk to yourself in the third person too or about yourself in the third person? So I used to do that for a while. Uh, I stopped recently. I decided to start referring to myself as daddy in the third person. Why daddy? Why not daddy? Exactly. I mean, is that what you have Suri call you? Do you have Suri call you daddy? Well, I must confess, I have an Android phone. Oh, that sounds (laughs) awful. I love it. You're not not Apple at all? No Mac? No. I, I really like the customization options of an Android. I okay, like to so like install custom ROMs people. and stuff like that. So, oh my God, you're like the Zach. You're like the alter Zach. The alter <laughs> me Zach. We're like opposites. And you host a podcast too. I do host a podcast. And your podcast is fun because it, it takes me back to like when I was a kid watching Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, so that's what I'm going for. I when I start. Started the podcast, the complete oral history of Disney Channel original movies, uh, though it's not an oral history at all. I, <laughs> I kind of, I had to debate with myself whether or not I wanted to just do a straight-on movie podcast, just talk about the movies, uh-huh. um, or if I wanted to kind of level with people now instead of like talking to them about something from their childhood. I wanted to talk to people in the present. People who watched those movies growing up but now are in their mid-20s and have, like, a mid-20s sensibility. Yeah. So it's it's really fun because I get to talk about, like, these 90s movies from my childhood, but then I get to curse a lot. Yeah, it gets so inappropriate on your show. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So there's a playbook for it. I mean, BuzzFeed kind of does it. You know, they'll – 
they'll do a, a listicle about, you know, something from your childhood, but then they'll also be like, 19 times Ariel from The Little Mermaid was Bay AF. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how many movies there actually were until I was going through your podcast episodes, and there were a lot of them. Yeah, according what? to Disney, there is officially 100. I counted about 110 because wow. there's a couple movies that they don't consider anymore because Why? they were like these like Canadian what? movies. But Like what? Um, so there's a couple movies like The Paper Brigade and Wish Upon a Star with Katherine Heigl that were originally Disney Channel movies, but they didn't make them. Mm. They were made independently and Disney bought the rights to them. Got it. Um, and then they decided somewhere along the line that they weren't going to count those movies. And then there's also movies that weren't Disney movies, but they played them so often that we remember it. Like My Date with the President's Daughter, mm. not a Disney Channel movie. Oh, wow. But yeah, it, felt it originally like it. aired on ABC on a Friday night. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. have a favorite Disney movie? Um, So far, my favorites, because I'm trying to do them like kind of in a sequential order. Uh, my favorite ones we've done so far are the original Halloween Town. I love those movies. Yeah. Oh, the original I one, love not the, the later one. ones. <laughs> the later ones were really off. I mean, you have to admit, they got pretty cheesy. The first one's really good. The second one is fine. Yeah. Um, the after Halloween that, Town I High and Return <laughs> and like, it just got awful. I, did they get awful or did we just grow out of that? interest so that is the question i'm trying to answer with this podcast so far my answer is mixed there's a lot of these movies that we remember very fondly that aren't good anymore uh they are things we liked because we were kids johnny tsunami is a bad movie <laughs> i'm sorry but it's true but then a lot of these movies really are pretty special I mean, they have, like, pretty formulaic plots, and the acting's not very good in a lot of them, but there is, like, an earnestness to them, and you can tell that the filmmakers were, you know, trying to do interesting things within, you know, making a Disney TV movie for kids. So Halloween Town, really great. Uh, the Jet Jackson movie is one of the most crazy fun movies I've seen in a long time uh, like a kids movie or otherwise yeah a uh, smart house is really clever still yeah um, a lot of these movies are really good and the later ones because i've watched a lot of them we haven't covered them on the show yet but a lot of the later ones kind of seem like glorified youtube videos like which ones um so i watched the zendaya zapped the other day i haven't seen any like the new ones yeah the, like the new, new ones. And I was on another podcast where we talked about the Disney Channel movie Minutemen. And it's a YouTube video. Like it is made with the editing choices and the visual style and everything <laughs> of like a 90 minute YouTube video. And meanwhile, a lot of these older Disney Channel movies, like they're real movies. They're, you know, kind of low budget, but like the... The shots are framed really nicely. They have some real actors in them that you've seen in other movies. Uh, they do a lot of interesting stuff. So I feel like I feel like they realized later on, kind of after like post high school musical, that they didn't have to try very hard. Yeah. And they kind of just gave up. 
Well, I wouldn't say they gave up. I mean, kids seem I mean, to really enjoy them. Uh, the teen beach movies, for example, are a pretty fun throwback to the uh, teen beach movies of the 50s. And they're still doing some really interesting stuff. Um, since starting this podcast, I've gotten no a lot of people who will not come on my podcast they won't go on the record but they've heard it and they like work in disney mm-hmm. and they give me a lot of like juicy leads and yeah juicy like juicy gossip i they're under nda so i'm under nda by association what does that mean? but uh, what is it oh non-disclosure non-disclosure agreements so they, they break them to just like tell me juicy gossip oh my but God. well you'll have to tell me when we stop recording because it's not it's not that interesting it's just like i've gotten to hear like things that they have you know yeah in the past that they've like thought of doing like ideas that they had for like high school oh, musical spinoffs and like sequels to movies from like the nineties and like things like that. And you know, some of them they might do that would and be some fun of them for them to do is to like do a sequel now of one of the movies that came out like back in the nineties. Yeah. Like a remake so, type of deal. That would be really cool. Yeah. So they they've uh I know officially that like those discussions do happen. They do like when they air the old ones, they they Pay attention to see if they register uh, they now and if people analytics. would want to do that. Yeah. Is there one movie you absolutely, like, hate? Um, or just aren't feeling? There's a couple. There's a couple I've been really, really nasty about. Which um, ones? Most recently, I watched the Shia LaBeouf movie True Confessions. Oh, yeah. You didn't like that one? That movie is was very it, insensitive. Wasn't it about the sister and the brother? Yes. Yes. So it's about a, a girl who wants to become a filmmaker. Why was and, it insensitive? And her brother, played by Shia LaBeouf, is uh, mentally handicapped. And, you know, there's – bless Shia LaBeouf for trying, but it's very difficult to see an able-minded actor play someone with a severe mental handicap because he just doesn't – you can't really do that very well, so it yeah. kind of comes off as caricature. And then there's a lot of other kind of offensive stuff in it, too. I notice a lot of things that I had no idea about when I was younger watching these movies. It's like, True Confessions is a low-key racist movie. Oh, yeah, there's about a scene the, where, the yeah. two friends, yeah, where one of them goes to South Africa. Or is from South Africa, and she comes to stay with the uh, with the black family here in the. That States. movie does that movie's actually pretty okay. Oh, uh, the that's color not. Of friendship. That's the color of friendship. I'm way yeah. off. So true confessions. She has two friends, and one of her friends is black. And there's a scene where she brings fried chicken for lunch, and he literally begs her to trade lunches with her. <sighs> and I'm like, how the hell did this get through? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff was like that before. Now, you know, there's a lot more PC that goes on, um, especially with TV. I mean, now that people are more mindful of it. Yeah. But uh, on the flip side of that, Disney would probably never make a movie now like Motocrossed. Why? What's wrong with Motocrossed? Nothing's wrong with Motocrossed. In fact, it's like this uh, feminist triumph. Uh, about a girl yeah. who doesn't take any flack from anyone. There were a lot of really gender female power movies. And it, it, uh, there's so much weirdness regarding her um, gender bending and how it relates to her uh, love interest subplot with uh, the character she becomes best friends with as a man. 
And the way that that movie kind of toes that line uh, is just fascinating. I just realized your podcast is available on iTunes. Yes. But yet you're not even a Mac or Apple user. Yeah. I mean, iTunes do is you the even, number one way people is that, listen to podcasts. So, Do you even listen to your own podcast? Like I listen to it when broken. I'm editing it, but <laughs> I, I don't just sit and listen, uh, if only because I there's so many you other great like podcasts listen, out there. You don't there. like to listen to yourself? I listen when I edit. Like, I go <laughs> from the beginning and listen to the whole thing, but uh, after that, you know, I I was there for it. Yeah. I don't need to listen to it. I lived it. Touche, touche. Okay, <laughs> so I want to talk about this Pokemon craze, because that was something, did you grow up? You grew up playing Pokemon, right? Or watching the cartoon and, and did you yes, do the cards and I, the whole deal? I had the I had the trading cards. I've played there's only been one generation of the video games I haven't played. I didn't really? play black and white, but I played every other one since. Uh so I'm very I'm very emotionally invested in Pokemon and I have been since <laughs> I was probably four years old. Really? Like yeah. con- consistently or like you took a break? Well, uh, I didn't really take a break. I mean, there's ebbs and flows as to whether I was, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. But Where would you classify that, it now? Like, are you obsessed? Um, I'm or... pretty into it, but I'm pretty into Nintendo broadly. I am an okay. avid Amiibo collector, which is the uh, Toys to Life uh, game like Nintendo has mm-hmm. where you collect these little figurines and then if you the figurines are interactive so if you connect them to your controller it unlocks stuff in games and you can like play things with the amiibo mm-hmm. uh, so I'm pretty into Nintendo but when Pokemon Go blew up it did not surprise me at all yeah see i because... still do not understand anything Pokemon Go, like everybody's playing it. Like not just kids though, but like grown adults. Like my father is out there running after Pokemon, and I'm trying to understand why grown men are doing this. Oh. So I actually, well, I actually have an expert that I'm bringing on to help, hopefully, try to explain this between you, Zach, and and um, and Doc, Dr. Stroman, who I'm going to introduce in just a minute. I I hope to find some understanding of why this is a thing and and whether or not I should even be playing it because I I don't know how I feel about it yet <laughs> well if it's not if it's not for you it's not for you but, okay but for for years now I've been insisting trying to use everything in my limited power to convince people of this and it's finally starting to work okay but, uh I've been maintaining that if a movie studio made a live action Pokemon film, it would be one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Really? Because unlike literally anything else that kids are nostalgic about from the 90s, uh, comparable things like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon and Beyblade or stuff like that, Pokemon is a thing that never truly went away. Kids who grew into adults still liked it and not in like a nostalgic way. They liked it because the underlying conceit of it, the the monsters are cool looking. The anime is just like a really funny show. Um, It's still entertaining if you watch it now, if you liked it when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's one of those things that, you know, we all kept playing the new games. I remember when the last one, Pokemon X and Y, came out about three years ago. 
all my childhood friends who are now adults all bought the game and all played it. Like nothing had still, changed. Yeah, and are still totally into it. That's yeah. Fun. So it's one of those things that it never truly went away. I mean, the cultural obsession might have died down, but but all Pokemon. the 90s kids were still into it as adults. Yeah. So when Pokemon Go came around, it was just this like little thing bubbling underneath the surface for years that was just primed to be reignited. Okay. Now I needed to bring in Dr. Stroman to hopefully kind of see whether or not this is even having a positive or negative impact. She's been on the show before to talk to us about like how we're all addicted to our phones and addicted to technology. And I promised her I would give her an update on whether or not I've been truly breaking up with my phone. So, Dr. Stroman, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's been interesting hearing you talk about this. About Pokemon Go. It's like a thing. How do you feel about it? I was in New York. I was in New York when this got released. And and you saw a Pokemon next to you? I did not see Pokemon (laughs) because I did not have the app, obviously, downloaded, but I saw about 50 people rushing into a park, running into each other, knocking each other down. I thought, what is going on? And then the next day, I saw someone hunting for Pokemon, like three people in front of me, and some gentleman came and grabbed her phone and went running off. Oh, my God. So I've seen a a robbery, I guess, right in front (laughs) of me, Um, and I've seen, like, this kind of interesting like collective grouping of people like just going after these like rare pokemon figures i know okay so i have zach here on the show with me like i i'm zach but i have another zach here with me um i'm not talking about myself in the third person zach squared yeah (laughs) (laughs) but so he's very pro pokemon and pokemon go i want to know what you think about it dr stroman so i think you know i i heard what zach said um i think that there is a little bit of that childhood um, kind of positive feeling if you, and I get he didn't want it, you didn't want to call it nostalgia but I think that there is something about like as a kid like that's like this carefree fun time in our life and now it's getting re-released and I think people are getting that emotion and that feeling as part of it um, and I think that the other part of it is really about this this part of uh, us as humans of collecting things so this game has really kind of triggered this part of you know, what makes it, makes us successful or not. And so a lot of people right now are not, you know, they may not have the career that they want or they may not be as successful, quote unquote, in the business world or whatever they're trying to do. This game is allowing people to have these successes, like really immediately that gratifies them. And you see the joy in their faces as they're out collecting them. So I think it's kind of a combination of those two things that I'm that I've been picking up on. So are you pro or against it? Like, are you digging it? Are you like, maybe this isn't a great idea? I think it's harmless. I think that, you know, when I was in New York, I saw people uh, finding really interesting. um, The the people I was traveling with, they had one of them had downloaded it so that I could see what it looked like. And they showed me like a 9-11 memorial that was like hand carved into this like building and it popped up and shows you that picture, which is super cool. Like you wouldn't see that otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, the, I think that for that reason, and people are getting out and they're learning their cities and walking around. Yeah, because I think I that, think the, that yeah. was one of the biggest arguments against technologies. It's keeping kids inside and nobody wants to get out and do anything. And now you see all these kids running around trying to find Pokemon. Right, right. So that okay. part I think is great. Yeah, I think that it's it's just being careful, you know, like the girl who got her phone boosted right in front of me. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe just, that's not the greatest example. Be aware. 
Yeah. 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 You just have to be aware. Okay. Zach, you're playing it, right? I, I am playing it. I just got to level 16. There are I've levels? walked about wow. 30 kilometers playing this game, so Wait. it's been uh, good for my health. Is it hard to get to level 16? It, yeah. So it's How many levels are very, there? Um, it kind of just goes up indefinitely. Oh. But uh, the game is designed in such a way where it's easy to kind of get into it and then once you're an avid player it becomes increasingly difficult to progress okay um, but uh one and thing i wanted to add because uh, you mentioned earlier that your father you know doesn't have a pre-instilled knowledge or liking for pokemon and yet he has gotten into the craze don't defend um, him don't def- no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> defend him but i am gonna point out that there is something to say about that uh the first weekend it came out, uh, me and a couple of my friends decided because they have these things called pokey stops and they're all at, you know, landmarks and sculptures and things like that. Okay. So we decided to go to a college campus uh, during the middle of the summer on a weekend night, um, thinking nobody was going to be there because no one would have a reason to be there. Uh-huh. Um, and since it was the first weekend it came out, the campus security had no idea what was going on, but there were a hundred people on that campus. And it wasn't just kids. I saw a lot of, um, you know, elderly parents with their adult children and they were just uh, trying to check it out. Uh, They didn't really know what to do. So I got asked a lot of questions from people as to what to do. And the reason it's encouraging people to get out and meet each other. It's encouraging strangers to cooperate. It's uh, I went to a singles night where about 2000 people went to 2000 people went to our uh, local town lake and there ended up being like street vendors selling t-shirts with the different teams on it and there were all these people and none of us knew each other and we all very quickly started becoming you know friends with all these people and every time i go before this game came out i would just you know go on nightly walks to clear my head and things Uh and now every time i go out i see you know packs of kids walking around i find a date and they all have that phone right in front of them did you find a date at your pokemon singles mixer so that went about as badly as you would have expected it to um i don't think anyone got dates out of it but i think a lot of people met friends uh for starters it was a predominantly male uh audience um as most like singles things centered around ladies aren't into pokemon a japanese video game property might be but (laughs) (laughs) but probably less less women (laughs) yeah i i think so i think it's truly noteworthy especially because we live in a very divisive time both like politically and culturally and it's it's not going to solve racism or anything, but it's really nice that me and just about everyone else who's playing is kind of being forced to meet their neighbors and have like this positive experience with people that we otherwise wouldn't know. Um, and I think that's kind of beautiful just in how unprecedented it is. Uh, these smartphones and things have only been around for a few years and they've already rapidly changed our lives. But this is the first time like something like this has happened. Yeah. And I'm cautiously optimistic that that means that there are better things to come here. Okay. Dr. Sturman, so, do you Zach, think... Oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, are you... Tra- like, have you... 
have you followed kind of what the CEO just re- he was at um, San Diego Comic Con and he was saying that only a tenth of the features have ever been have even been released yet. Yes, yeah, so, so I was there. Uh, I was Were at Comic Con. Okay. I was there for that panel. Uh, so I did see that. And the game so far, the problem with it is that it is pretty empty. There's not much you do. You walk around, you find Pokemon, you catch them, and like you can do some Gotta limited battling. But uh, compared to the other video games, like there's most of the things you can do in the video game you can't do in this game so and do you just like go that, around collecting pokemon and that's how you like get to the next level like how yes. badass your pokemon is yeah pretty much it's very rudimentary at this point okay uh, while the uh the video games are they're still pretty simple compared to other role-playing games but they're a lot more complex than this um and i think that was by design and as they revealed at the panel that they're going to bring trading into it and introduce some new stuff. And that's so we don't get sick of it right away. Right. Because it is, you know, it is a fad right now. It's something that was immediately huge and next week could easily go away. So I think it's smart of them to introduce more stuff over time and have it be something that, you know, is permanent. So Dr. Strumman, is there anything with this Pokemon game that you think is like we should be aware of like that's not so great about it i mean i get that it's getting kids out it's getting kids social but is there anything you think we should be wary of i think that um there's a feature in it well a there's there's obviously these add-ons right so there's there are a lot of um situations where i'm seeing like people that are buying like pokey coins and they there's things that you can spend money on and a large majority aren't doing that and somebody like zach probably isn't because he's a skilled player but a lot of a lot of, um, of like kind of my junior high, high school age kids, you know, they get frustrated pretty easily and it's just easier to kind of quote unquote buy themselves out or like leveling <laughs> up. So, um, so that's one thing that you can, can, can get out of hand pretty quickly if they're, if somebody's not really paying attention to it. Um, and then the other one are these lures that I think, um, and Zach, you can talk more about it since you're playing the game, but there's basically a way to emit um, a lure so that it brings Pokemon to you. And so that would, in essence, bring other people kind of trying to get to the Pokemon, if that's how I understand it correctly. And so there's been some criminal um, endeavors that have been used in like the bigger cities like LA or New York that, that we've, um, that I've been briefed on um, that have happened. So I don't know, Zach, if you've heard any of that playing the game, but those are the two things that I, I kind of worry a little bit more about. Well, I I will note, and I'm semi-ashamed of this, but uh, I have spent exactly $2 on this game um, to top up on Pokeballs when I'm not near anywhere I can get them in the game for free. But uh, as for the lures, I know from firsthand experience, uh, I have a friend named Elijah Daniel who, as a gag from his apartment at, like, 1 in the morning, he bought a bunch of lures and put them off at every pokey stop in his neighborhood and then filmed as people came out of their houses and went oh over God. to oh them. God. And that that's a dangerous power because uh, yeah. one joke that I've heard, and it's not really that funny, but it is it rings true that uh, it's almost like a digital equivalent of having a van that says free candy on it. And there are Great. some yeah. dangers to you know, telling young, impressionable people, or adults, frankly, most of the players in this game are adults, uh, that 
you can get people to mobilize to a location pretty reliably. And that's, you know, there's obviously a lot of dangerous implications to that. But one thing I've noticed that's pretty cool um, if you are a, you know, capitalist, uh, a lot of businesses will put lures at locations oh, nearby smart. their business. And it's like making their sales go up 30% uh, by spending a couple dollars on these lures to get, you know, traffic to their, their area. And I just, I don't think that's good or bad. I just think that's really interesting. That's smart. That's that's very business smart. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, I feel like you're very pro Pokemon Go. Dr. Sturman, do we have your, your expert seal of approval on Pokemon Go? Yeah, I mean, I really don't, again, like, I don't think it's dangerous as long as you're okay. an adult using it and you're paying attention. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that I would be too worried about at this point. All right, well, thank you guys for weighing in. I think I'm going to have to actually, dare I say it, try this game out. I've just <laughs> been laughing at everybody running around playing this game, and now I'm like, I need to see what this is all about. Well, so I just, and I wonder why, or how you have so much time to play it. So, Zach, do you take time out of your... <laughs> day to do this or how where are you finding the time not particularly um there's been a couple times where it's been an excuse for me and some of my friends who otherwise we'd you know go to a bar hang out at someone's house instead we're walking around a neighborhood and playing um but other than that uh the way i get a lot of it done is like i said earlier i i go on walks every night around 9 p.m um just as like a good way to end my day and i find it very therapeutic so instead of listening to spotify uh the last couple weeks i've uh pulled out my phone and you know caught a few pokemon has it made you walk like further or into like parts you wouldn't walk around like would you normally just walk around the block and this is taking you all around town um i know for my brother because he just started joining me on these walks um that it's getting him into areas he wouldn't go to otherwise i i fancy myself as a bit of an adventurous person so i you know i like to weave around neighborhoods and just take random routes just to see areas i haven't seen in a while um adventure time (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that's always fun i like that I think I think Pokemon is great. I don't know if it's for me yet. I think I'm going to have to play it to find out. But I appreciate you both calling in and trying to explain it to me and weighing in on it. Zach, when how often is your podcast released? Um, my podcast is released every Monday, if I can help it. Uh, we didn't <laughs> have an episode this week because I was at Comic-Con. But uh, yeah, every Monday. Every Monday. And they can download that on iTunes. Is it available anywhere else? Um, yeah, so if you go to zetislapodcast.libsyn.com, it's there too. It's on Stitcher. Um, anywhere where you find your podcasts, you can find it. Awesome. And that and the podcast is Zetis La Podcast, right? It is Zetis La Podcast on iTunes. It's Zetis La Podcast, the complete oral history of Disney Channel original movies, which is a mouthful, but <laughs> I discovered that if you type in Disney Channel or any variation, that makes it pull up. So That's smart. And what if you your... want to find it, you can find it. Yeah, and you just have to look for it. And what are your social media handles? Um, you can find me at Zach Heltzel on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you're still into Ello, <laughs> I'm on there. <laughs> What's Ello? Uh, remember, Ello is like for a week. 
there was this uh, invite-only social network that everybody got really obsessed with and then just didn't use. And it just fizzled. <laughs> yeah, I don't even... I don't remember that. <laughs> it was like 2014. It was like one week in 2014. <laughs> you might have been on vacation. I was probably... Yeah, I was back. mentally. Um, and Dr. Stroman, what are your social media handles and where can people find you? Uh, at Dr. Lisa Stroman is my Twitter handle. And then my website, uh, technologywellnesscenter.com, is my website. And on Facebook, also, Technology Wellness Center. Technology Wellness Center. Thank you both for calling in and chatting with me. I loved the, the 90s throwback with you, Zach. And Dr. Stroman, thank you for, for letting me know that at least, you know, my brother's wasted time playing Pokemon Go is not as wasted as I thought it was. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes every Wednesday. Um, it's also on Stitcher. If you're like Zach and you have an Android, you can listen to it there or at thenetworkstudios.com. So be sure to listen and subscribe and follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms because you know you want to. Bye. Bye. <laughs>